You're listening to a Sin podcast. You can listen to this show live by tuning your radio to 90.7 or online at sin.org.au. We at Represent would like to acknowledge and pay our respects to the traditional owners of the land on which Sin operates, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Sin Media respectfully acknowledges their ancestors and elders, past, present and emerging. We would also like to acknowledge the traditional custodians and their ancestors of the lands and waters across Australia where our content reaches. Sovereignty has never been ceded. It always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Kids should go to school. That's what we're committed to. I haven't flip flopped. I said no originally, then I said yes, then I have said no, and I've stuck to it. I didn't need to do this. I've already done a lot of war for the election. The English fought a civil war over this over this matter. Don't deal with the nuance of the Canberra bubble. I don't know what to do with it. We have so much money. What we want is more learning in schools and less activism in schools. Issues that perhaps may be controversial today, but 30 years from now, your children, your grandchildren are going to be thankful that you stood up for what it was right. Represent. 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 You're listening to Represent. You are listening to Represent. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back. We've been, we were off the air on Tuesday, but we are very much back today with a special guest in the studio. Welcome to the show, Dr. Tim Reid. Thanks, Bridie. It's fun to be here. It is. Um, so yeah. we often start the show with um, <laughs> asking about your week and your, well, usually we have a t- show on Tuesday where we chat about our weekends, but we didn't do the show on Tuesday, so you can talk about your whole week, including the weekend. <laughs> so I snuck out of town on the weekend. Oh, beautiful. Oh, nice. And escaped to for 24 hours on the seaside, and I wasn't brave enough to actually swim, but it's I still like stared at the sun sparkling on the water, and it was really good, and... Next time I'm back, I'm going to have to... I made a vow, I'm going to have to get in. Definitely. That's beautiful. I mean, that's the time for it. Yeah. And then busy week, I hear. Yeah, there's <laughs> always a lot on. Mm. Uh, I was at a Palestine rally outside the Coburg Town Hall where Mary Beck Council was about to decide whether to fly the Palestinian flag, so it was good to be able to speak there and, mm. and suggest that they do fly the flag. Yeah. Uh, and because... One thing about the whole Israel-Palestine saga, 75 years of it, is that there's been a, a real blind spot towards the the future for the Palestinian people, and one way to deal with a blind spot is to fly a flag. Definitely. It's a good show of solidarity, I think. How was your week, Freddie? Yeah, my week was, my week was busy. Yeah. My, my week was a bit busy. Um, you know, I feel like you know everyone's gotten over the uni end of uni burnout now. I think so. Speak now for we're all yourself. well. <laughs> Bridie finished a week after me, um, so she had it a bit tougher. But um, so it's just sort of been hanging out with a lot of mates, and we're all celebrating the end of uni. I did a little karaoke night with some friends on oh, Wednesday night, which was what's fun. your go-to karaoke song? My go-to karaoke song. I don't, I don't, I didn't have one, but me and my friend. The backstory is me and my friend in year ten for our media class. We made a music video for the Tears for Fears song, Everybody Wants to Rule the World. So we sung that Good again, song. which was, it's a great song. Um, so we sung that, and our group went really hard on Mamma Mia as well, which oh, was, yeah. like, really unexpected. But, yeah, it was, it was a good week. What about yourself, Bridie? 
Um, I feel like I had something on every day, but it hasn't been too busy. I just had like some barbecue with some neighbours. Like a couple of my friends still had their recitals, so I went along mm. to those. Um, I had a rehearsal for an orchestra that I'm playing in, and then I'm actually going to Mamma Mia tonight with my mum for her birthday. Oh, nice. Happy birthday to your mum, yeah, who, of well, course, has donated at givenow.com.au forward slash save sin. We're fundraising at the moment to save the station. I think, As you can see around yeah, us we've got everywhere. a lot of posters. <laughs> um, is it, Next week's the last week of I fundraising, so. I believe. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, so if you haven't got around it yet, definitely get around it. We're at 55k at the moment. Last time I checked, I checked yesterday. Yeah, same. Um, Final push, and of course, tomorrow we have another big 24 hour marathon broadcast. We do. Yep. You just can't get rid of sin. <laughs> <Yet>. <laughs> the, the bank account can try, but we cannot be taken down. Exactly. But, um, so tune into that. We're on at 5.15. Yeah. But speaking of the weekend, of course, tomorrow we have a bit of a renters' rally going on, and of course, the Greens have. Another good um, segue. A good, thank you. The master <laughs> of segues. Um, the Greens have sort of been positioning themselves as a bit of a renters' party this year. So tell us a little bit about the rally tomorrow. Yeah. So thank you, Freddie, because we want not just renters but people who care about renters to show up, if at all possible, on the corner of Smith Street and Gertrude Street Saturday tomorrow at one p.m. So that's the corner of Smith and Gertrude, and we'll be hearing from. Adam Bant and Gabriel de Vietri, the state member for Richmond. Adam Bant, who's been ignoring our emails. <laughs> oh. oh! I'll put in a word for you. Uh, thank you. So, uh, <laughs> Very we'll, smooth, Bridie. In, yeah. in fact, come along, Bridie, to the rally and you can put in a word for, yeah, for yeah. There we go. There we go. Uh, and I even saw some publicity saying, bring a pot and a wooden spoon. So I uh, hope oh. I'm not giving anything away. But... It could be a loud rally, and uh, but why? It's because every year there are more and more renters and fewer homeowners and more people who own a lot of homes. And inequality has been growing in Australia for decades, really, but it's really clear when you look at where people live and whether they own it or not, and that's what's really separating out the haves and the have-nots. And it's also become clear with the growing number of renters that rents are just uh, going crazy the last couple of years and it's just exploitative renting. The landlords, not all landlords, but uh, too many, are just using it as a cash cow and they're treating it purely as investment and not thinking for five minutes as to whether or not they're providing an essential service, which they are. Mm. And so the message from the rally tomorrow, and this is why we need as many people as possible to come along and bring your mums and dads and everybody, is that renters are not just humans, they're your next door neighbours, they're people who need to be looked after and who that people may well be renting for the rest of their lives and they deserve a quality of life and security of accommodation and without that we have a growing inequality crisis absolutely, absolutely. yeah um, we're so in sync <laughs> <laughs> um i'm wondering in an ideal world where you've got final say on whatever you want what would be the protections you'd put in place? Well, short term, we've been calling for a rent freeze, not because it's going to solve the crisis, but because it's going to stop 
people exploiting vulnerable renters. Right now, too many people are contacting my office. And earlier you said the Greens are positioning ourselves as a renter's party. Sure, but that's not why we're doing it. People are contacting my office and other Greens MPs' offices and probably other offices from other parties saying, I've just had a rental increase. Uh, the last one I heard was $500 a week up to $580 a week. That's 16%, but mm. the house didn't get 16% better. Mm. Right? That's just... You know, prices don't go up by 16% all at once. That's, Absolutely. Yeah. That's, a, that's a rent hike. Mm. That's someone saying, hey, I can make a bit of money out of this. And so rather than using the current lack of rental availability as a profit-making opportunity, we need, we need landlords to understand that they're providing an important service and creating homelessness should not just be a side effect of their investment plans. So that's why we, a short-term response is a rent freeze. And beyond that, obviously a rent freeze isn't going to last forever, but beyond that, some ongoing rent control. Absolutely. And um, so Victoria was, of course, one of the first states as well to introduce an Airbnb tax, which was quite interesting. And this week, WA announced an incentive to convert short-term rentals to long-term rentals, which was quite interesting. So do you think sort of sort of the downscaling of the short-term rental market is going to have a big play in this as well? We would like to see some really decisive measures uh, applied to short-term rentals. And we're really talking about short-stay, Airbnb-type accommodation where people might come and stay for three days or a week. Those houses are often empty for long periods of the year. And then when they're occupied, they're making so much money that that pays for the time that they're empty. It's great for tourists, but it's and it's fine for the landlord, but it's a waste of a vital resource. So what a lot of cities around the world are doing are imposing limits on the number of days per year you can have a property as an Airbnb so that if a property is available for a month or two, you can put it on Airbnb. But if it's available for longer than that, then it should be on the long-term rental market. So a lot of cities use 90 days. I think in New South Wales it's 180 days. Some cities around the world have banned it entirely. And this wouldn't apply to, say, just a couple of bedrooms in, your, in the house where you're living in the other end of the house. They shouldn't have limits. That should, that's a great incentive to use extra space. But for a whole separate property, we... Right now, we don't have enough properties to waste them on Airbnb, and so we need really tough regulation that will push those houses into the market. We're not convinced that a modest tax is going to do that. We think that a, a limit on the number of days per year is going to be more effective. Yeah, totally. Um, so something I'm, I did a bit of reading, um, and I learnt this about you, is that you've actually rafted down the Franklin River. Um, with your family, yeah. Um, I this is kind of interesting to me because I watched the Bob Brown film that came out last year, um, and I was wondering was that inspired by you know the movement to save the Franklin? It probably was. I the first time I went down was just after straight after I finished uni. Yeah, right. Uh, and I think maybe I'd been a doctor for one year or something like that, but I was pretty much fresh out of uni and, showing my age here, not long after the Franklin had been saved. So, and they literally just started doing commercial 
rafting down the Franklin. And uh, it was mind-blowing. It had been raining heavily. The river was very high. I remember seeing treetops under the water. Wow. And spending a bit of time hanging on to the edge of the raft while I was actually outside it. It was <laughs> really exciting. Yeah. Uh, and then I went down again about five years ago with my then 17-year-old son and uh, much the water was lower, sunny. It was a much more chilled experience mm -hmm. and both times fantastic. And I'd really, if you don't mind shitting in a plastic bag and you've got to carry that out with you, uh, they really look after the river, these two companies. Um, <laughs> then, you know, apart from that, I highly recommend it. Yeah, right. So it's not for the weak stomach. That's right. <laughs> well, either that or it's character building. Yeah, very true. <laughs> Take um, someone who needs to be humbled on yeah. there. <laughs> maybe that should be a represent trip. Re represent trip, trip. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cheaper than Canberra, maybe? Probably. I can't. <laughs> So, um, with the climate, um, maybe not so fun, but we're seeing a lot about our 2030 targets in the news. Do you think we're going to meet those? I'm increasingly worried, and there's lots of different targets, mm. but um, one of the targets that the federal government has announced is, to be, is that Australia should be running on 82% renewable energy by 2030, which is actually better than I expected from Labor. The only problem is it's not looking like we're going to get there. And so what we need is a really serious build in renewable energy and in the transmission lines that connect up the sunny paddocks in the north of Victoria with the city in the south, right, with mm. Melbourne, mm. Uh, to, to pipe that electricity to our homes. So probably the biggest barrier at the moment to getting Victoria off coal is uh, the lack of adequate high voltage power lines to to get renewable energy to melbourne yeah, and, right. and and a yeah. resulting lack of investment in in renewable energy yeah and solar. absolutely well speaking of coal i guess the greens recently got uh 2400 signatures i believe it was so. um to that would allows you to sort of petition the new coal development in parliament what was that process like yeah so this was, getting the signatures was amazing, right? I would stand at a tram stop or with some volunteers outside a supermarket or whatever. We'd have our clipboard and we'd go up to people and say, uh, would you like to sign a petition to stop a new coal project? And, and we'd start talking about the coal project and they'd stop us and grab the clipboard and sign, right? It, <laughs> wow. was, it was like giving away hot scones. It was fantastic. Very strong public response, obviously. Strong public response in... Brunswick, North Fitzroy, and so on, uh, and but also other MPs across Victoria reported a similar story. So there's a lot of public support for getting off coal, and so there should be. In this this particular project is a let's turn coal into hydrogen kind of project, which is not a clean way to source hydrogen. In this case, they, they hope to pump the See the resulting CO2 underneath Bass Strait. I mean, what could possibly go wrong? Yeah, it's <laughs> an interesting decision, that one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's a dodgy project and it's risky, but it's also kind of selling the idea that there's a future in coal when really I think there's a growing consensus we just need to get off coal yesterday, if not sooner, and we actually have a dirty secret in Victoria. We are burning over 100,000 tonnes of brown coal, the most polluting kind of coal, every single day and 
if 100,000 tonnes sounds like a sort of a vague number and you can't picture it, think of a train, a coal train that's 20 kilometres long. Mm. 20 kilometres long, that's a train, that's a lot of carriages. So it's yeah. a fair big, fairly big Jesus. sized train. It's more than 1,000 <laughs> carriages. And yeah. that train is what we burn every day in Victoria. Yeah. So, My God. so we've got a way to go. But it's doable. We've got all the technology we need. And we just need a government that says, righto, folks, we've got an emergency. We need to mobilise. Yeah, well, we see so much public support for all sorts of different climate action. What point, will there be a tipping point for the government, do you think, that will change their perspective? I, I think it's going to take a few things. But one of them is big crowds. So the biggest climate crowd I can recall was a student strike for climate in about 2019, yeah, pre-COVID. That was one hell of a rally in Melbourne. And I think that would have had more of an effect. And it was followed, of course, by the terrible fires not long mm. after. Had we not had COVID, I think that would have grown. Mm. And it's not too late, but it is definitely a lot more urgent to get that moving again. Which brings us to another segue, doesn't it, Bridie? Great <laughs> segue. I was hoping yeah, we would get there. There we go. Is it, is it Friday next week? Yep. The 17th? Yes, the 17th at 1pm in, was it Flagstaff, Flagstaff Gardens? Gardens? Yeah, that's right. What? Student strike for Student climate. strike, school strike for climate. Yep. Yeah. So and get around it. We are youth involved in we are. politics and that is youth involvement involved in politics as well. So Absolutely. You know, so get around there. it. Okay, so that's, I think, showing up to that, or sending your parents or something <laughs> uh, would or both is really important and if you can't make it on Friday there'll be more but getting involved in pretty much any climate action group of any description whether it's Friends of the Earth or your local climate action mm. group in the neighbourhood there's a lovely group up around Coburg called NUCA Neighbours United for Climate Action and there's Climate <laughs> Action Moreland in the Brunswick area and Climate Action Darabin and it, uh, no, DCAN, Darabin Climate Action Now, I think, and so on. It just it goes on and on and on. But getting involved. And for the the serious nerds who finished uni and want something to do on Wednesday afternoon next week, that petition we talked about got enough signatures to force a debate in the upper house on that dirty coal to hydrogen project. So 5pm, mm. Victorian Parliament... I think if you want to go actually physically turn up and watch the debate, you want to show up at about 20 to 5, I think, and okay. get through security and all that sort of stuff. Maybe good we stuff. can go and hang out with Matt Bark, yeah. <laughs> who's come on the show a few times. Oh, uh, good on him. Yeah. Um, well, I guess there have been a lot of protests recently about climate. So, of course, there has been quite a big public outcry. Do you think Labor are really hearing it? Look, I think they are. The problem is they're hearing other voices as well. Right. Mm. And, and what are those voices? Well, I think that donors... So, unfortunately, the Federal Labor Party is accepting donations from coal and gas, and there seems to be no limit to the amount of coal mines that Tanya Plibersek's approving. Mm. Uh, well, there's some limit. At least we managed to get some of those knocked off with the sustainability mechanism uh, in return for our vote there. But we, we need Labor to move a lot further and a lot faster on climate action not just coal and gas donors i actually think some of the unions unfortunately are pushing them as well on jobs mm. and we clearly need a just transition a fair transition for coal workers but that's not beyond us there's not actually that many jobs in coal and gas 
they're not big employers. The number of people actually mining coal in Victoria, that 100,000 tonnes a day I talked about, Mm. is tiny. There's very few people actually mining it, and there's probably fewer than 2,000 involved in burning it, mining it, generating all that electricity tops. And so funding an adequate transition for coal workers in Victoria and beyond uh, is not out of our our limit. It's it's definitely doable. Totally. Yeah. Um, how can we make the city, particularly the CBD, but also, you know, places like your electorate, you know, Brunswick and Darabin and everything, how can we make it all more accessible for cyclists, for public transport? Basically, how can we get cars out of all these places? Because obviously that's a big part of climate action, yeah. you know, <laughs> and sustainability. It's important because we are actually burning less coal and gas but transport emissions are going up. And so this is really important. And I want to reassure the listeners that I did not tell Bridie to ask that question or know she was going to ask it. (laughs) But this is a really kind of hot issue for me. Uh, I've I've been a bit of a bike activist for a while. And I think I want to give the CBD or the City of Melbourne a shout-out because they've probably been the best municipality, them and the City of Yarra, at promoting... Represent. (laughs) <laughs> at promoting um, cycling and and building separated bike infrastructure to protect bike riders from cars. So they really are leading the way. But we've got, I don't know, nearly 80 local government areas across Victoria and one state government. And I, I was looking at some figures the other day and in the 2022-23 New South Wales state budget under the Conservatives... They budgeted $950 million for active transport. That's bikes and walking. It's funny you mentioned that. Sorry to interrupt. Because when there was the cabinet reshuffle, we were so confused about what a public and active transport yes, minister does. Yeah, we discussed this on the show. Yeah. yeah. Well, it just <laughs> walks around the desk before she signs a document. But, um, <laughs> no, we'll come to that. But I just want to do this comparison. $950 million bucks from the Conservatives over four years for active transport. Victoria? so-called progressive, 52 million. Wow, about 5%. So the the state government can and should be doing a whole lot more in building bike paths, separated bike lanes, bike bridges, veloways, and a lot of what they spend is just fancy little veloways bolted onto the side of big car projects level crossing removals and so on, which is fine for what it is, but we need some standalone stuff. And I'm I'm hopeful, I'm ever optimistic, that this announcement that we've now got a public and active transport minister, active transport being basically bikes and walking, might signal a shift in priorities. I hope it does, and it's not just, you know, some spin. Yeah. But, I, I look, I... I have great respect for the Minister, Gabrielle Williams. I think that she'll be genuine. I'm just a little concerned that sometimes the women get put in charge only when the money's run out. Uh, Mm. But, uh, and that applies potentially to the Premier as well. Nevertheless, uh, there's a lot they can do. And let's face it, bike infrastructure is a lot cheaper than motorways. Definitely. Absolutely. Well, um, speaking of bike yeah, infrastructure, <laughs> um, there was a lot of controversy in the Marybeck Council area about the separated bike lanes. Oh, my God. So <laughs> I feel like you've got a lot to say, so go ahead. Well, 
uh, there, there are a couple of separated bike lanes being planned, but let's just take a step back and uh, comment that Mary Beck has not been great on on separated bike lanes. There's one separated bike lane in my electorate of Brunswick, and it's less than a kilometre. Uh, but, you know, to their credit, some staff at Mary Beck decided to put a separated bike lane in Pasco Vale and Kent Road a few years ago, and uh, it got built. It's just, note, 300 metres. But, <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah. blink and you miss it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, some people with... And, and I was at a... a an active transport event that we held in my electorate last night and and one of the locals from the the Marybeck bicycle users group said that during lockdown there were a small number of people up there who essentially weaponized this and they had too much time on their hands and ran a, a very concerted campaign and have managed to turn a lot of people against it and created such a controversy that it became the AstraZeneca of Pasco Vale and, and <laughs> so that's great it's a so the the council voted against the Greens wishes to rip it out then there was a rescission motion which reversed it and one of the socialists kind of belatedly changed her mind and it was kept in and then there was another rescission motion uh, a couple of days ago and it's being ripped out again fortunately wow. <laughs> fortunately there is another separated bike lane going in in my electorate in DeKal Street which runs parallel and close to Sydney Road. Uh, Council doesn't control Sydney Road. They've previously said they want to see a separated bike lane on Sydney Road. I've been campaigning hard, but the state government has their fingers firmly in their ears when it comes to Sydney Road. Nevertheless, we're going to keep working on it. Yeah, ever, ever optimistic. Um, keep pushing, keep, never give up. Yeah, we won't keep you too much longer, but I'd love to know what the transition was like from being a doctor to being a politician? Yeah, uh, it was really interesting because I used up all my long service leave on the campaign mm. and ran out. And the problem was on the Saturday night of election night in November 2018, I didn't know if I was elected or not. In fact, it was so close that Labor had kind of claimed victory. Yeah. But then towards the end of the night, it was looking like a dead heat. Uh, I went back to work. Uh, expecting I might have to see patients. They Fortunately, they cancelled my patients for Monday morning and <laughs> I was kind of trying not to look at the VEC website every 15 minutes and it took till about the Wednesday of that week before I was becoming pretty clear I was going to get elected. Um, so then I thought, I'm a politician now. In many ways, though, there's remarkable similarities. People come to you and complain to you about all kinds of problems, <laughs> uh, some of which you can fix some of which you've got no idea what they are, some of which you can give a fancy name to, and um, <laughs> a lot of which you have to refer to a, a specialist. So, yeah. you know, there's there's not a lot of differences, and and it has been said that in both jobs I did do end up looking at a lot of dicks all day, but, you know, that <laughs> I, I think the... Um, you know, the, there are also some differences in terms of... Um, Obviously, the people you're working with, your colleagues, aren't there necessarily to try and help you. Uh, but <laughs> one great similarity, though, is that there is this kind of sense of trying to improve public health, which does come across in state politics. And I'm, I use health in that very broad sense, not just not COVID, right? Uh, <laughs> but, but uh, you know, things like you know, making the state work better, making things function better, and in my case. Uh, let's talk about public transport. If we could get more people using public transport, that would actually lead to more walking. Mm. You know, you, you end up having to use your legs 
getting to the tram stop or getting from the, you know the station to work and so on mm. there's a lot of incidental exercise exercise that goes into using public transport and it gets uh, transport emissions down it means cleaner air and so on so there's a lot of a lot of uh, state politics is public health yeah so yeah. there are a lot of similarities yeah but I haven't written a prescription for five years well, wow. that must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be really good. Well, Brady, do you want to ask our trademark question? I, I was going to say, this is a represent classic that we have on the show. We ask all of the politicians that come on. And we it's ask always, everyone that comes on, not but, just the Yeah, that's true, actually. Um, and it's always so interesting to hear the answers for all the young people out there who are interested in getting into politics, becoming a politician. How would you recommend they go about that? Well, first of all, do it. Don't, <laughs> don't be afraid. And don't write yourself off, right? Uh, you don't need to be, and it probably helps if you're not, an expert in politics. What counts is that you're more of an expert in life. And I think, so I don't think you need to rush out if you don't want to and join a political party, although, hey, the Greens is always looking for members. <laughs> but, uh, you know, get a, but the most important thing is get a day job. Don't, don't rush into... Uh, politics as soon as you're out of uni expecting that there's a career there for you I think politics is changing the primary vote for major parties is falling it means that we're less likely to have safe seats that you can you know identify and capture for a career and I think that if you're a teacher or a working in hospo or a doctor or a you know, engine driver. You, you've got a job, you've got a, a, a source of income because, let's face it, if you run for politics, chances are you're going to lose. Uh, well, that's I... actually... Um, we had John Pesuto on earlier. He <laughs> ran four or five times before he got elected yeah. the first time. Yeah, I've got a couple of silver medals too. So yeah. <laughs> I think, um, uh, you know, having a, a meal ticket, a way of earning an income is very important. And, and it also helps you get a sense of what's important, what, what you should be valuing in your own life and, and in other people's. So I think that's far more important than, you know, detailed specialised training in politics. Yeah. Well, I think that's Perfect. a great, very detailed answer. Yeah. So I feel like I should just write a little guide for everyone who's. We, we should know, make a book at the Twitter. end of the year, maybe, and oh, like compile all of the, all, all the answers for it. Yeah, exactly. The, the, oh, I definitely subscribe to that. That's yeah. actually a really good idea. The definitive politician's guide to getting into politics. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be fun. Well, I'm not sure that's going to be the final title. That should be the title. It can be a working title. At least it'll get Sin some money. Speaking of, givenow.com.au forward slash save Sin. But, um,. Tim Reid, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. And, of course, renters, uh, the Renters Rally, tomorrow, 1pm, corner, corner of, of Gertrude and Gertrude. Gertrude. Yep, yeah. that's right. And also School Strike for Climate next Friday. Also 1pm at Flagstaff Gardens. Flagstaff. Get around yes. it. Yeah, We can go to that and then come straight to the show. Exactly. Exactly. Right. There thank we go. you both. Yeah, thanks for coming. Thank you so we'll much. we some songs on, and we will be back with more Represent soon. <laughs> Welcome back to Represent. That welcome, was a welcome. great chat with uh, Tim Reed. We love chatting here, Tim, so thank you very much. If yeah. you're still listening, like you write your text. <laughs> he, he's cycling back. He, I mean, you can wear 
one earbud at least safely while cycling. I, I think. know about that. In my opinion, that's not professional advice, but in my yeah. opinion. Unsafe recommendations from Freddie. <laughs> oh, um, brutal, man. I'm not going to help you get Taylor Swift tickets anymore because oh, of that comment. It. So rude. Damn it. But because, of course, it, is it, do they go on at four o'clock? Yes, they is do. Is that what the deal is? That okay. is the deal. So at four o'clock, we're trying to get Bridie Taylor Swift tickets. We are. Which will be very interesting. Yeah, interesting's one word for it. Yeah, so live on air. I wonder how we're going to go with that. <laughs> hey, there's no time like the present. Exactly. I but, did not get tickets in the pre-sale, in mm, the real sale. Was there a third sale, maybe? There was like seven different and pre-sales, depending on... There were two. ...who you were. Well, there was like... Well, there was like an Amex oh, one, right? There's like all the card... There was an Amex one, and then there was the real one. There was the MCC was... one as well, wasn't there? Well, I'm not in the MCC. Well, it sucks so... to be you then, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there, there was like a lot of... There was like a lot of pre-sales, because like if you have a special credit card, you get it. Yeah. If you... If you have MCC, you get it. If you yeah. if your middle name's Gary, you get it. It's weird. I don't know. There's like a hundred pre-sales. Pretty spreading misinformation over here. But... <laughs> Two of those are true and one's a lie. Guess which one. Yeah. Anyway, so we've got... Actually, we've got my computer and my phone and Freddie's computer and Freddie's phone. And the SIN computer. <laughs> and my family, including family up in Brisbane... They're also um, trying it? Yeah, I've gotten them on board. So if you're listening, thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. Okay. <laughs> um, I really want to get... Also because I want to go with my friend from primary school and it's her birthday on one of the shows on oh, the 17th. Oh, okay. So, like... Fair enough. We went to the Red Tour. To, I think I showed you that photo, like, two Yeah, you ago. did. You did, yeah. It would be it would be perfect. I think we should release it on the represent Instagram. Should we? Oh well, I'm gonna post the picture of Tim Reed first. That's true. It was a, it was a good photo. Yeah. But yeah, so if you want to listen back to it, you just missed out. But lucky for you, we're not just a radio show. We're also we're a, a podcast. podcast. I forgot what that word was, which is so, why Freddie's bringing it up. <laughs> so you know, get onto that. We're on Spotify, Apple, um. Stitcher is another app that people apparently Seriously? use. Are yeah, it's like that? a really big podcast. I'm sure we are because I'm pretty sure if you're at least if you're on Apple Podcasts, you're on like every podcasting app. Oh, cool. Which Good is like because they all just like scrape Apple Podcasts for data and stuff. I don't know how it works. Sell it to me. This is ready? this Sell is <laughs> this is coming from when I used to do a Survivor podcast with my friends. So I learned all about podcast distribution for the two people that listened to that Survivor podcast. Can you send me the link to that? I, I'll, I'll drop the link. It's, if you look up Evan and Freddie Talk Survivor, it's literally on Spotify. Beautiful. And all the, all the good podcast platforms, but no one listened to it because um, our first episode, our second episode, where we covered the first week of the show, was like an hour and 50 minutes long. And we were like, we need to cut oh. that down dramatically. Yeah, that's long. But our other, our other episodes are now. But it was a good time. You know what else is a good time, Bridie? Uh, is it news quiz time? It's news quiz time. Have you done it? I have not. If you remember, if you were listening to the show last week, you'll know that George and I had a plot to try and... Uh, we did the news quiz at the start of the show, and then we tried to swerve Bridie. You did. We were going to try and swerve Bridie once she came in an hour late uh, hey, into wrong I answers. I a recital. That's, That's an exam. Fair enough, fair enough. In um, my defense. So, yeah, it was... um. It was interesting. It was, it was unfortunate that it didn't work. It did not work. But you know what? I think it would have been really funny if it did work. Sure. And I think next time we've got to try it with Mimi, because she's the only one that doesn't know about this plan. No, I doesn't know. Oh, true. True. Yeah. 
but yeah so next time next time we're gonna have we're gonna get mimi to come in like late so we can do it okay but yeah so i'm gonna pull up the abc news quiz 10 questions about the news from the week okay and while bridie is stressing out about taylor swift tickets no 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 i'm posting on the instagram we're we're gonna do it (laughs) so yeah um or have i already done it and i'm gonna try and swerve you into all the wrong answers Oh. No, I have. I'm not. Oh. I haven't done it. I haven't looked at it. <laughs> you better not have. I haven't actually looked at it until now. Okay. So, how we, how are we feeling? Have you been following the news this week? I feel like I've done an okay job. You've done an alright job. Yeah. yeah. I think this probably wasn't one of my most informed weeks. No. But I'm feeling. I feel like I can answer a good news quiz. Okay. So here we go. Question one. Okay. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese visited China this week. It was the first trip there by an Australian PM in how many years? Ooh. Now, I originally looked at this and thought it was six years, mm-hmm. but no, it's, it's a multiple choice that. quiz. Yeah. So it's two, five, seven, or ten, and I'm pretty sure it's seven. Okay, I'm happy to go with that. Are you happy to go with seven? I would have said ten, but that does seem like a very long time. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty... Because yeah, the last one was in right. 2016, wasn't it? I don't know. That's Yeah, it's seven. Okay. And, um, oh, why doesn't it say the date of the last one here? Oh, that's silly. I don't know, but um, I'm pretty sure it's 2016. I'm gonna check it because it's got like a link to an article. Okay. But I'm oh, I can't find it. It should just be at the top. Anyway, question two: Did you watch the block this season? No. Neither did I, so we're not gonna have a good one on this one. Okay. Well, but I feel like I've seen some headlines about it. Okay, good. We might have some luck. The block wrapped up another season with one couple taking home a series record of $1.7 million in prize money. My God. Jeez, that is a lot. In which Melbourne suburb was the show set this year? Was it Brighton East? Hampton East? It was Hampton East. Yeah, I was going to say as well. My friend lives there. The other... Not in the house, but, like, in the (laughs) suburb. She was one of the... She was the (laughs) doo-doo bit, like, on three of the houses or something. Yeah, what was the deal with that? So, from what I read, it was just a dude who wanted to show off i guess right, okay. she's got well, that's kind of funny brian has got a taylor swift that's pages worth open. a photo do you think yeah well <laughs> we we, do we have a do we have something to put to take the photo with because my phone's also on it it's okay well, it hasn't started yet okay but, but um, wait i'll put yeah. my computer over there live on air live on <laughs> this air this is taylor quality swift. quality um, time i'll take a photo here we, here we go wait <laughs> oh, i'm gonna like get all the computers i'm looking really sad here Classic radio. Really good stuff. So good. <laughs> Everyone will love that on our Instagram. Yeah. At Sin Represent. And yes. it'll go on Twitter. Which I've, I've posted threats. on everything today. Twice yeah, now. I just posted on all three, and I posted on all three before the show. And we'll have too. a banger post coming up soon as yeah. well. Anyway, question three. Four men were charged over the theft of an 18-carat gold toilet. Oh, I read an article about this. Oh, really? So you'll know which English country mansion... Yes, Blenheim. I remember it because it's a stupid name. Sorry, Blenheim. Is that an option? <laughs> I don't think that's even the question. Oh. Wait, okay. From Blenheim. It was from Blenheim. The English country mansion where which famous Briton was born? Oh, Churchill. Churchill? Yeah, it's You Churchill. are correct. Good. How did you know that? Because I read an article. Okay. This is, <laughs> Duh. Oh, well, I'll know, I'll know this one, but also I feel like this is a really easy question. Oh. Sophia Coppola's film about Priscilla Presley is making waves after premiering overseas. What's the name of the memoir the film is based on? Oh, it the is, memoir. We, yeah, Priscilla Presley's I mean, is autobiography, it, I think. The movie's just called Priscilla. The movie's it? just called Priscilla, but the book is called either Becoming Priscilla, The King and I, Burning Love, or Elvis and Me. I really want it to be Burning Love, but I feel <laughs> like it's so probably cheesy. the first one. The first one? 
Because... I'm gonna have to veto you because I know it's not the first okay. one. What it's is it? it's Elvis and me. Okay. Which is grammatically Should incorrect. Should be Elvis and I. Yeah, exactly. What the hell? Which horse won the Melbourne Cup on Tuesday? Did you watch it? Because I didn't. Uh, I think it was without a fight. <laughs> yeah, I think it was as well because the other three options were Shiraz, Solcombe, and Ashron. And I just remember Ashron. I have no clue, but I just remember the name was longer. Yeah, fair on, enough. On which planet has atomic oxygen been directly detected for the first time? Oh. Venus, Mars, Mercury, or Saturn? I feel like we only have something on Mars. I'm happy to go with Mars. So, I, I don't know. I'm to go with Mars. Yeah. Oh, Venus. It's really? Ve- it's Venus. Really? I did not know that. Yeah, directly detected in the clouds of Venus. Australian cricketer Glenn Maxwell is the first Australian man to score a double century in one-day internationals. What did he have to overcome to hit the record? Did he injure his shoulder? Did he have bad back and a bad back and cramps, or did he have a sore knee, or did he pull his hamstring? He had cramps. Yeah. He had cramps. I know this thing because my friend's really into cricket. Okay. Um, and then I did watch a video, and he had, like, these cramps. He just keeled over. It looked like he'd, like, died. Interesting. Really weird. Okay, so um, cramps? Yeah, I'm saying cramps. Yeah, I'm not a big cricket person, but no, you are correct. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Millions of people were left without mobile phone and internet service when Optus suffered <laughs> a nationwide outage on Wednesday. What did the company initially say appeared to be the cause of the outage? Oh. Was a cable accidentally being cut? A technical network fault? An accidental system reboot or a cyber attack? Now they didn't say cyber attack. They said they, it wasn't a cyber they, attack. They immediately ruled out that it was a cyber attack. I'm pretty sure it was technical network fault because everyone was really annoyed about how inspecific it was. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. So it it, it was that. Okay, according to a new report, how much on average are Australian households now spending on streaming services each month? each month. Oh, I have no idea. We'll, we'll see which one sounds most correct. Yeah. $75 per household, $62 per household, $57 per household, or $42 per household? Sorry, say that all again. $75? No. $62? No. $57? No. $42? I reckon it's... No, I reckon it's 57. I think it's... I, th- I feel like 57's... It's like a good middle ground. I thought it was yeah. like 30-something, so yeah. I was clearly completely incorrect. All right, 57. Oh, good work. Oh, really? Yeah, it's correct. Yeah. It had fallen from $62 to 57. Right. So they threw in a little bit of a trickster one. Okay. Number 10, final question. The mystery surrounding the identity of the man on this classic album cover has been solved. Which English band released the album in 1971? Oh, okay, let's have a look. Here's the album. Here's the album cover. Oh. I'm just Uh-oh. handing my computer to Bridie. Um, um, it's like a man Uh-oh. with hay on his back. Like, yeah, sticks. Like in Mamma Mia. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Is it an ABBA album cover? <laughs> I actually don't know. I want to say oh. Deep Purple. What are the other I've options? Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd, Deep Purple, or Cream. My it dad do, would it, know this. It doesn't at all give Led Zeppelin or Pink Floyd. No. Maybe it's Cream, like Eric Clapton. I'm happy to go with Cream. Let's go Cream. Let's go Cream? Yeah. No, it was Led Zeppelin. What? That's crazy. Wow. Um. Interesting. The the identity of the man on the cover was discovered uh, while a researcher was flipping through a photo album and, quote, 
instantly recognized the familiar face. That's crazy. That is... I call rubbish. There's you reckon no... that's a scam? I reckon that is a scam. The man Whoa. on the cover is believed to be a Thatcher called Lot Long, who died in that 1893. Is not a name. Sorry, Lot I, Long. I, I, that's such a joking. that's such a great name. L O double T Long. No, L O T. Come Long. on, that's I'll quite. I, I'm gonna name my kid Lot just to. Just to really show you. Yeah, you do that, Freddie. <laughs> yeah. You do that. What a bizarre... What a bizarre name. Yeah. And also, that doesn't give Led Zeppelin whatsoever. The album cover is... No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Also, how did this researcher recognise this person? They died in well, 1893. Maybe... Yeah, that's true. That's weird. That's bizarre. No, I don't buy that. Super bizarre. I don't buy that, but we got... Oh, where'd it go? Oh, no, I clicked off it to look at the Led oh, Zeppelin mate. thing. I'm pretty sure... Oh, no. Okay, I'm pretty sure we got 8 out of 10 because we got two wrong. Okay. We good got, job us. That's not too bad. Yeah, we did pretty good. It was better than um what George and I did last week. Oh. But also, you got a perfect score last week. Yeah. Lucky. I was really proud of myself. Yeah, we were, we were going to try <laughs> but, and foil um, it. My friend texted me last night and he said, Brady, I just did the age super quiz with my parents and we got 100%. We got every question right. What's the age super quiz? Well, it's like a quiz in the age. Oh, can we do that? Um, <laughs> I don't think I have a subscription. Um, oh, oh, surely you don't need a subscription. I think you're going to find that they've been pretty harsh on yeah. the non-subscribers lately. Super quiz, Friday, November 10th. No, it's 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 on. You can, oh. you can just do it. Today. But they're not politics. They're just anything. They're just anything. Yeah, they're just trivia. Yeah, it's just trivia. Should yeah, we... yeah. Jules and I have bonded over our trivia. Um, yeah. Not over politics. Is, but also. Is this the friend who, like... There was like the trivia under the bottle cups. Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. That's that's good. Also, it's not multiple choice, so it's so. Oh, but they're like yeah, they're very general questions. Yeah, they are. Shall we go into a proper but, segment? A segment proper. We ha- we have um two I, minutes until your Taylor Swift tickets drop. I know. I'm, I've got four things to look at, and it's quite stressful. So you've. But I think I need to do something else to not freak out. Fair enough. <laughs> but you've so you've missed out twice before. I've missed out. I think I've missed out three times before. Okay. So are you feeling lucky? No. no because I went on this morning and it didn't let me into the Sydney ones. Oh, okay. So I'm not feeling good. <laughs> when were the Sydney ones? Were they released this morning? Yeah, 10 a.m. was the Sydney And you, you were on there at 10 a.m.? Well, not for long. I was only on for about 15 minutes because I had to go to the doctor. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> like, I had an appointment. I can't believe they foiled your Taylor Swift. I know. But I feel like if you don't get it in the first, like, five minutes, you... You miss out on it, don't you? Or it well, depends on no, how many people they let into the site. It for an hour and a half until they said we're sold out. So it wasn't too bad. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So we've got five devices. I've got two on my computer. One, You've got, two, three, can you four. have that? Two on your computer? Well, I've got one in incognito mode that's oh, not signed in. Oh, smart. Yeah. That's really smart. I don't know. We'll just have to see. I've got one on my computer and one on my phone. Yeah. So... It's a shame Naya isn't here, because then we could have put one on her computer, well, too. Well, she wants to go, too. Oh! So I'm so pretty you... sure she'd be at home trying to do it as well. Maybe I could have done, like, you know, I can I can dedicate my computer to, like, you and my phone to Naya, and it's just whichever <laughs> one's more lucky. Yeah. Oh, God. But, yeah. Ah. So it's four o'clock. It's four o'clock. It's four o'clock. That's not let in. That's um, not let in. That's not let in. That's not let in. It's, yeah, it's just sort of... 
Interesting. Interesting. Speaking away. All right. I'm going to get started because otherwise I'm just going to freak out. Yeah. All so right. my Let's go. first of my segments this week is about um, the Senate. I feel like there's always chaos happening in the Senate. Always. Um, always. And if I stop abruptly, it will be because, well, you all know why. We'll, we? we'll know exactly <laughs> why. Yeah. Have you seen the movie? Yes, twice. Was it good? Amazing. Okay. It was so good. I went in the under the impression that I wouldn't be able to go at all, though. So I feel like I might have not gone if I had tickets. But also, it was so good and it'll be so different. So, like... It's a completely different experience. Exactly. Yeah. But, yeah, I have been to the movie. Okay. Yeah, I... When I saw Killers of the Flower Moon, there was a Taylor Swift session next to the cinema that I was in. <laughs> you could hear it. Oh, really? You that would could. be annoying. It was, like... I think, like, we only had it for the first 20 minutes. Oh, um, okay, that's not too bad. So then. it's like, you know, Killers of the Flower Moon is like a three and a half hour long movie. So it's like, I wouldn't want that for three and a half hours. That's insane, by the way. But, um, so long. It was a great movie, though. Oh, really? You liked it? I, I loved it. I okay. thought it was really good. A lot of people criticised the length, but I loved it. I don't like a long movie. I, I love she a long says. movie when it uses the time well. Okay, yeah, that's And Martin incredible. Scorsese always does. I so. love Martin Scorsese because he's besties with Fran Leibowitz. <laughs> um, who is this okay. comedian from New York? And they did a show on Netflix, and it is just hysterical because he just sits there laughing at her, like because she's really, really funny. Yeah. Oh god, it's so funny. He just sits there and just laughs and laughs and laughs. It's that's laughing. amazing. It's really okay. Interesting. Really funny. Anyway, let's go into the Senate. <laughs> Picture yourselves in Canberra. Pauline Hanson on one side, Marine Ferrucci from the Greens on the other side. Oh, a battle for the ages. I know. <laughs> uh, Pauline Hanson making discriminatory comments in the Senate. What a surprise. She said to Marine Ferrucci that she would, quote, uh, sorry, take you, quote, to the airport and put you on a plane and wave you away. Oh, okay. Yeah. So she's Whoa. also being sued by Ferrucci for a similar tweet. Which is like, oh my god. Um, wow. Larissa Waters said the comments were repugnant and despicable, race-based personal remarks, and she said that it's, quote, tantamount to saying go back to where you came from. That is literally what it was saying. Yeah. I, I would argue it's not... Yeah. yeah it, it's just saying... It's saying that. Exactly. So yeah, she, wow. Pauline Hanson was then asked multiple times by the Senate president, Sue Lyons, to withdraw her comments. Um, and initially she refused and she said, like, she'd reflect on it or something. But then mm. she ended up going back into the Senate, nearly empty Senate, after 7pm and withdrew any remarks that were, quote, considered unparliamentary, which to me <laughs> gives the vibes of... I'm sorry if you were offended. That gives the vibe. That gives the vibes of I'm sorry everyone was mad. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. not that's not an apology. Is like sorry that was a mean thing to say. That's just like get over it, y'all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm sorry we were all so hung up on it. That's like that's um yeah N no <laughs> yikes um, yeah so. Larissa Waters says it's as if Senator Ferrucci is not an Australian, as if Senator Ferrucci is not a citizen of this country, as if she is not an elected representative for the people of New South Wales. Mm -hmm. And actually, Pauline Hanson offered her a tissue, oh, which what? is so like oh that's so patronising. Exactly, it's that's so disgusting. So should Pauline Hanson on the show? <laughs> should, should we, Freddie? We'd have a lot to censor, but yeah, um. That's true. She be a actually gagged Pauline Hanson until she'd reviewed the comments and decided whether a censure was necessary. Mm -hmm. um, and 
One Nation, the party of Pauline Hanson, sent out an email saying that the Greens were trying to ban her from Parliament, which is just not what was happening. Well, so no, like, yeah. How can we stop this sort of misinformation, Freddie? Um, <laughs> I can think of a lot of ways, but they're not very democratic. Um, <laughs> I, but, um, you know, Pauline Hanson is just like, she's known for her bizarre Senate stunts. Yeah. Like that, like... She's very, like... What's the word? Just She's just trying to make... She's point. trying to get a response. Performative. She's very performative. She's very, um... She's intentionally very controversial. Yeah. So it's like... I feel like... I, I feel like coming from Pauline Hanson, like, you know, everyone... Write-off isn't the right word, but you're just like, oh, it's Pauline Hanson. Yeah. So it's like... Does anyone give it much weight? Maybe if you're on the True. receiving end of those comments, I'm sure you would be. Mm. Um, because those aren't all right things to say at all, no matter the context. No. But, um, like, it's Pauline Hansen. Yeah. We know kind of what we're getting. That's true. With, with it's her. Not, not really unexpected, it's, as bad as that is. It's not unexpected, but I'm... Has she ever been kicked out? Can you do that? Well, that's, like, what a censure is. I actually don't know if she's ever been kicked out. Has like, you can't be just removed from the room, can you? Been yeah, you can. You can uh, be, but has she people are kicked out for being disruptive and too loud. Yeah. Um, like, ejected from the Senate. But um, Yeah. I'm just trying to look it up. Political career and maiden speech, no. Establishment of One Nation, no. No, I don't know. It'd be yeah. the Hansard. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's just like... It happens a lot, I think, in the lower house. Like, debates get rowdy, and then they argue, and then they're like... The speaker's yeah. like, you're kicked out under Section 94. Yeah. Leave. <laughs> Leave the chamber. Is specifically what the section is? Yeah, in yeah. the lower house, it's Section 94, I know. Okay. I don't know about the Senate. Because yeah. the Senate, it's only very recently that you've been able to film... It was, mm. I think it might have been like 2016, and up until then you weren't able to film in the Senate. So yeah, like you true. couldn't broadcast section, Senate question time. Oh, no. What a shame. I know. Oh, I thought you were going to say, oh, no, I got into Taylor Swift tickets. No. <laughs> no, I'm just so upset. I'm so glad they've remedied that issue. <laughs> I'm on ABC every day waiting for the waiting moment. For the Senate. I'm amazed they still put that on, like, their main TV channel. I know, it's kind of crazy, isn't it? Is that not News 24 material? Like, it's funny watching <laughs> it, though. It is, quite, it is quite funny. Like, I do kind of enjoy it. When I put it on, I'm like, this is so stupid. How is this our national parliament? This That's is insane. Oh, it's so funny. Like, I watched Question Time the other week, and they all just yell at each other. Yeah, literally. It's, it's bizarre. That's I thought American politics... Okay, no, America is a lot worse than ours. But, um, but yeah... No, it's Pauline Hanson. We know what we're getting. Yeah, very true. It's not specifically really a surprise, honestly. Yeah, well, there's more. Um, yeah. Maureen Ferrucci issued a short statement from the Greens, so I'm actually going to read almost all of it out now. Okay. Um, this should send a strong message to Senator Hanson that she cannot continue to make this parliament... Oh, sorry, I have to scroll because I've made it very small. ...an unsafe workplace for people like me day in, day out. Senator Hanson's racist bile is extremely damaging and also unleashes vile hate and abuse from bigots. It must be nipped in the bud. If Parliament is to be a safe workplace, then it needs to set a standard that any form of bigotry and racism are unacceptable. Racist hatred should never be tolerated in any workplace, let alone one that is supposed to lead the way into standards of behaviour. 
people who look like me have been told to go back to where they come from at one point of an, or another, and it is harmful and unacceptable every single time. I've copped it more times than I can count, and so have many others in the community. Enough is enough. Uh, the government needs to stop dragging the chain on parliamentary behaviour codes and implement the codes and the consequences for breaching these without delay. So, yeah. it's very like unequivocal and oh, entirely absolutely. reasonable. Which is very necessary, I Yeah, think. definitely. And it's interesting that she mentions the parliamentary behaviour codes because there's... In the Jenkins report, do you remember that from, like, Brittany Higgins' time? Yes. I think, was that 2020 or 2021? I can't remember. The sort of investigation into the culture? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think it must have been 2021. Anyway, um, that was... Well, maybe... Whatever. Doesn't matter. <laughs> that came out and recommended that there be, like, a commission into the standards at Parliament so that MPs can be punished if they do inappropriate things, etc. Um... But that hasn't happened because the major parties just can't agree on what they're going to do, which is kind of classic, right? That like, makes sense. Of course they can't. They I, can't agree on the powers that it should have. I guess as well, like, a power like that is somewhat subjective in a way, so it's going to yeah. introduce even more debate, Yeah. even when it is introduced, I think. So it is a really hard thing to kind of nail down. Definitely, but, like... It still needs to be. Oh no! Happening. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, because now there's just very limited ways to punish a senator outside of like a censure. That's kind of all there is. Mm. Anyway, in a rare joint statement, it's worth mentioning that um, Sue Lyons, the president, or the deputy president, who's a liberal, so Sue Lyons is Labor, deputy president's liberal. Andrew McLaughlin is the deputy. Said that unparliamentary language was no longer acceptable, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You know, this behaviour is not good enough. Yeah. Um, how high should we be holding... How high should the standards be that we're holding our politicians to? I think the standards should be a lot higher than I think it is right now. I think... Um, <laughs> uh, ab absolute. I think they should be held to quite a high standard. Yeah. And it's like, you know, this is Australia. Like, we talk in funny ways. We, we <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean. We, we are yeah. generally a lot, le a lot less of a professionally-minded group than I think a lot of other people are. But also, like, when it gets racist, when it gets like that, it gets ugly. And I think it just reflects poorly on yourself and also on your voters to a certain extent. Yeah, definitely. So I, I think it's like, would you not want to best represent your voters and be civilised and be respectful? So I think there does need to be a higher standard because yeah. it does get ugly for no reason at all. Mm. Yeah. What, what do you think? Oh, I agree. I think it's just so lazy to mm. just kind of allow senators to do whatever they want. Like, Absolutely. It's so slack and they just... Like, you've signed up to be elected and to do everything that you've committed to doing in your campaign and, like, it's almost like they should be signing something to say, like, I understand, like, that I'm a national representative Absolutely. of my electorate. And maybe if your electorate is a hundred percent bigots, then you can be a massive bigot. But like, I don't is that think realistic. I, I would argue none of them are a hundred percent bigots. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you feel like we see more of this in the Senate, like more crazy, nasty language in the Senate? It's a good question. Um, yes, I think there's just generally more colourful characters in the Senate, I would say. 
I think. Yeah, that's probably yeah. true. Because I feel like maybe it's because of the voting below the line versus above the line. Like, it's easier to get crazy people in. <laughs> Sorry, not to mince words or anything, but it's easier to, like, Ralph Babbitt, right? Bride like, is calling all crazy. senators crazy. All senators are mad. <laughs> clip it, um, clip it. No, that's not my view. Clip it. But, yeah. I, like, what can we do to make it more representative? Mm. I mean, I, I guess it's not really, oh. I, I don't know. I are we are we proposing another referendum to change how it works? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that would need a referendum. I, oh, Probably. surely it would. I think it would. But I don't feel like the above and below the line thing. I don't think that's in the constitution. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. I know what you mean. But I'm not sure. So what? Are you in favour of above or below the line voting? More? Below. Below the line more. But it's hard, right? Because there are so many candidates. Like I totally the get why people huge. don't do it. Exactly. Yeah. The paper is huge. Yeah. So it's like, it is a bit rough. But yeah, yeah. when's our next federal election? 2025. 2025. Oh, below the line. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag vote below the line. We'll vote like one million different but yeah. boxes. But it's also just like, it's, it's hard. Yeah, and it's like, really people hard. shouldn't, like, people like, shouldn't, that's the wrong word. People don't have the time to keep up with every Senate candidate. Exactly. There's genuinely just too many. To expect everyone to research. I felt like I was looking at a Melways when I was trying to vote. <laughs> it was crazy. That's a funny analogy. That's a good one. But yeah, thank you. But yeah, I don't know. I think it's not really a problem that can be fixed, I think, in terms of making the Senate more representative. Yeah, I don't really know. I think it's just like, tough spot. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's a, it's a tough question. <laughs> Bridie and Freddie fixed democracy. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's us. That's our exclusive Sin Plus podcast, <laughs> which is the subscription service that doesn't exist. <laughs> Bia, what are you looking at over there? Um, th- my friend Taylor is Swift telling tickets. me that her friend got into... The, the sale? That she got in oh. and then didn't get any. Wait, what do you mean? Like, I don't know why. I don't know. She Wait, just as in said, she actively was like... She went, got in. And, and then just closed it? D- did she... I don't know. I feel... This girl's family has tickets already, but I don't know if she has them. Did she not want them? What? We're discussing on air. <laughs> this is bizarre. I, I And they're A-reserve. Far out. The one and she's already got. my friend's birthday, the day that we want to go. That's brutal. Did she not want them? But Wait, she could have booked them for someone else. Exactly, just like us. Come on, this is general <laughs> ticket etiquette. I know, like, like just what? be nice. Oh, well. Should, <laughs> anyway, we, should we click on a song? I was just Let's about to say those exact words. Willow by Taylor Swift. Uh-huh. Come on, Willow. No, it won't play. And I think I think it's because... It's on the wrong it's music all drive. It's on the emergency drive. And I think, yeah. I don't know. Well, if we brought our own USB, oh, we could play whatever we want. I keep Freddy. forgetting. I keep yeah, forgetting. But yeah, represent. Stay tuned. We got more coming we up. Heaps more. Welcome back. Welcome back. We are still unsuccessful. We are very with Taylor Swift tickets. Yeah, I wonder if I'll get Bibi to tune in. Can you tune in to Sin so you can listen to us? Who's this? My friend who I'm trying to go with. 
Oh, yeah. She reckoned... I don't think so. They they took an hour and a half to sell out this morning. So I think they won't be sold out. Okay. Interesting. This morning. Um... Mine's stuck on loading something, which is interesting. Uh-oh. Maybe you'll get in. Who uh, knows? No, I did not get in. <laughs> it was just it just sort of like uh, stuffed itself for a little bit. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, well. Um, we'll get them. Will we'll, we? We'll, Will we, Freddie? Uh, this would be the greatest. We should get a Sin Award if we get them on air. That's actually so true. That'd be so fun. Are the Sin Awards even happening this year? I think no. uh, they are. Oh, that's a shame because we were so going to... Uh, we're definitely postponed to next year. If oh. they happen at all. Okay, because I was going to say, we're a lock for best political program. Is that an award? <laughs> no, because we're the only one. Yeah, that's <laughs> why so I was like, what are you on so about? Best political program, and the nominees are Represents. And the winner is? <laughs> Represents. Represent. No, no, they still give it to I like, mean, the to be hoist. Fair, we are the best. We, Sorry, we, we're no. the best. Even if there were other ones, we'd be the best. Yeah. Uh, speaking of sin... Donate. donate to us. Donate to Sin. And, you know, if you want to donate to me personally... To get... To get Taylor Swift tickets. Tay, tay, tay tickets. Like, I don't want your money, I just want your tickets. I just... Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, yeah send, send the Represent accounts a message if you do have tickets that you're not a scammer and they're giving away. <laughs> Brady, how much would you pay for a Taylor Swift ticket? Um, from one of our loyal listeners. From one of our loyal listeners, I would pay face value plus 10% because you can't resell for above that. That's true. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> but would you be willing to do an under-the-table deal? Um, yes. <laughs> okay. Depending on what the deal is. I'm calling the SWAT team on you. This is illegal. But yeah, we'll, I feel like I'm walking into a trap here. We'll get, we'll get there. Is it against media law? Yeah, I know. I was just looking up there. Uh, I think it's fine. We're joking. We're joking. We have fun on this show. We love this show. Um, Taylor Swift. Do you want to do? Do you, do you want me to do my my segment? What's your segment? Um, there was a debate oh. with the Republicans. Oh, well, they're so funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are. Ve- they are very Plus funny. Mine's on America too. So. Yeah. Oh well, there we go. Perfect global politics segment. Yeah. yeah so well, there was politics. um yesterday there was another Republican debate. And if you've been following the Republican debates at all, you'll know that they are so civilised and lovely and they're so kind to each other. And, you know, of course not. Um, I'm looking here and one Republican called another Republican scum. Oh, I saw that. Nikki which, Haley, right? Yeah, Nikki Haley to Ramaswamy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so we had five candidates. We would have had six if Donald Trump turned up, who is the runaway favourite for the party's 2024 nomination. However, I mean, he has refused to partake in any of the debates. He thinks he's too good. He thinks he's too good. Instead, he was having his own private rally elsewhere in the same area. In the courtroom? <laughs> like... <laughs> That's true. He should be. But yeah, so... I mean, he was... This is the third one in the lead-up to the 2024 uh, election, which has been very exciting, and they're calling this the most bitter one yet. Really? Bitter? Which is very exciting. That's not a word I would use to describe the debate. What would you use to describe it? Train wreck. Train wreck? It it, it always is a bit of a train wreck, isn't it? So, yeah, um, it's been a bit interesting. There, Of course, the Israel-Palestine war was a very big sort of topic there. Ukraine was also a very big topic, as well as immigration, um, which I guess, you know, it wouldn't be a Republican Party no, um, event without, them, without, I'm sure, ill-conceived thoughts on immigration. Yeah. 
Um, also, abortion was a very big topic that they discussed. You can guess which side they were all taking on that. All of them. Um, I thought there would be someone who. Apparently, it was quite strongly anti-abortion. Oh, great. Um, which is quite interesting because I'm, I, I I haven't been following this specifically, but I'm going to imagine that all of the pro-abortion Republicans have probably been knocked out of the race at this point. But I'm that's okay. not a fact. I don't quite know. Um, so yeah, this is a bit interesting. Um, there was a quote here from Ron DeSantis talking about the Israel war, which, um, yeah, quote, (laughs) I will be telling Bibi, Israel's Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, (laughs) Bibi. That's what they call him, which is so funny. Which is hilarious. Yeah, I will be telling Bibi to finish the job once and for all with these butchers Hamas, they're terrorists and they're massacring innocent people. They would... I probably shouldn't say that on air. But, um... Okay. <laughs> but, yeah, Ron DeSantis said that's a very strong anti-Hamas sentiment. Um, what was Haley's name again? I can't find it Nikki here. Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley, um, who was a former ambassador for the United Nations, also uh, sort of um agreed with DeSantis and said the first thing I said to him when it happened was finish them. They have to eliminate Hamas. We have to support Israel with whatever they need, whenever they need it. And three, make sure we bring our hostages home. You should have saved this till the end because it's a perfect segue into my segment. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll we'll stop there and just go into yours. No, no, it's okay. But um, DeSantis took the credit for chartering flights to rescue stranded Americans in Israel. How, sorry, how does he, the governor of Florida, take the credit for that? Um, well, it's it's um, you know, they're called they're being called the DeSantis flights, which is actually, weird. But um, I did not know that. But it's also just foreign policy to do that, so it's not his specific thing. Yeah, it wasn't right. him. What the DeSantis? What? But um, he also overreached a bit in America's role in the law and said well, th- in, really? in the war, yeah, what a surprise. <laughs> and he said there could have been more hostages if we hadn't acted. Which, um, take it how you will, I guess. If we hadn't acted. I guess, like, maybe there could have been okay. more American hostages if we didn't get the Americans out of the country, maybe? Maybe. Um, I don't know, Nikki Haley and entrepreneur Vivek... Ra- I can't pronounce this. Ramazwami? Ramazwami? <laughs> Sorry, one of my things just froze, and I was like, oh my god. Yeah, I, it keeps happening. I think line. ticket text just a bit overwhelmed. Oh, god. Okay, sorry. Um, they were criticised for... Um, uh, so, Haley and Ramazwami took uh, pot shots at each other. Ramazwami was criticised for controversial racist comments... Um, and Haley's policies, according to Ramazwami, has fueled war. Have, uh, sorry to interrupt. Yes. Um, did you see how he was saying, or I think it was Nikki Haley was criticizing Ramaswamy for having TikTok, and then oh. he said, "But your daughter has TikTok, and that's why she called him scum." Is that why? Yeah, yeah. That was I saw that um, on Instagram. I think. What a what? What? Like, that is so inappropriate to bring up her who? daughter, who I'm assuming is a teenager. Like, is a I don't teenager. Know, let me look at And look, I'm, I'm going to, like, I, I understand the security issues around TikTok, but I'm going to assume her teenage daughter does not have access to any her government network is, things. How old am I? So she's like 24. She's 24, so she's 
five six years, years older old, than me. Six so years five older, older than, you. than you. Yeah. Um. Interesting. Yeah. What What's the point of bringing that up? I That's just bizarre. Think it's so inappropriate. That is very inappropriate because, like, we see, I feel like, especially in America, we've seen like. It's very prevalent in America. I don't think we see it as much here, where they attack each other's families. I think it's out of line. It's like, it's completely no out of line. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> Nikki Haley also called. Oh no, Ramaswamy called Nikki Haley uh, Dick Cheney in three-inch heels. That's a classy name. <laughs> um, to which she responded, I wear five-inch heels and don't wear them unless you can run on them. I what? wear heels not for a fashion statement, they're for ammunition. What does that even mean? Which is... Oh, this one's frozen now. Which is bizarre. Yeah, no, here's the quote um, that Ramaswamy said to Nikki Haley. In the last debate, she made fun of me for actually joining TikTok while her daughter was actually using the app for a long time, so you may want to take care of your family first. What? Yeah, like, it's just so weird. Yeah, leave my daughter out of your mouth. You are just scum, Nikki Haley replied. Yeah. look, I think that's valid, to be honest. Yeah. I just think it's out of line. Why is he looking at Nikki Haley's daughter's account. Like, that's weird. Oh, that's a bit sus. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Um, so Haley has performed well in the first two debates, and she has had a very recent surge in popularity, um, where she's mainly sort of been opposing DeSantis, who is, of course, sort of, I guess, the runner-up to Trump at the moment. Yeah. And probably one of the more prevalent people participating in the Republican Party events, of course, because DeSantis is quite sensationalist, the Florida congressman. Yeah. We all know DeSantis. Well, I read that Nikki Haley's been the biggest kind of winner out of the debates, not like necessarily quote unquote winning the debates, whatever the hell that means. Yeah. But just like she's come away looking the best and I think she's gained more most from them is how what I've read. Mm. Um but I haven't like I didn't I only read one article. I, like, <laughs> I have no more to add to not, that. Not. <laughs> Sorry. Th thank you for weighing in. <laughs> oh my god, these screens keep freezing and it's really stressful. Bright Brighty is so stressed right now. I'm resigned. <laughs> Ever hopeful, but resigned. I'm like Tim Reid with the climate. Yeah. He, th th he thinks we can do it. I think we can do it too. I think we can do it. There's still time. There's still time. Still half hour on the show. But, um... <laughs> You know, Haley and DeSantis were, of course, united in a common enemy, that enemy being Donald Trump. Of course. Which is interesting. DeSantis said he said Republicans were going to get tired of winning. Well, we saw it last night. I'm sick of Republicans losing. Of course, he was referring to Tuesday's Democratic electoral successes in Kentucky and Virginia, yes. where the Democrats have been wiping the floor a little bit with the Republicans. Yeah, I which, saw um, those results. Um, yeah. I follow Jane Fonda on Instagram, and she oh, yeah. has a PAC, a political action conference, that, like, sponsors candidates. All right. And she said, like, in basically all of the ones, all of the races she sponsored, it would be, like, five out of six won, or, like, four out of five won. I was like, wow. Yeah. I mean, I know PAC's very powerful, but, like, I, I was impressed. Well, like, I guess we do sort of hear a lot about Trump doesn't show up to any of these debates. Do you no. think he should be, Bridie? Look, he gets enough publicity off this court case. I don't think he needs the publicity. But I do think that... I was actually talking to my cousin about this last night. He is getting older. Absolutely. And he's really criticising Biden for it. But I think if he went to the debates, he could try and counteract that whether it would work or not is another issue yeah but i do think that if he was at these debates he would be able to 
sway the narrative his way, which I think that not going just kind of means he can't do that at all. It just seems like he's avoiding it. Yeah, And it's like, I feel like, you know, it portrays a much stronger image if he goes. Yeah. And actually proves himself against the other nominees. Yeah. I guess the thing on age is, like, I didn't sort of realise, but I did realise this, but Biden was 80. Trump's 77. Yeah, like, he's not... It's not not that different. Yeah. And it's like, I I would argue that I think in terms of age, Trump presents himself a little bit better in that regard. Um, No no offence, Joey, but... um, Sleepy Joe. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, Sleepy Joe. Um, oh, so, yeah, it's been a very interesting debate. It's just really just a lot of pot shots at each other. Yeah. A lot of arguing, a lot of yelling at each other. It's, it's. Do you reckon it's getting a bit tiring? Oh, yeah. We get the same thing every debate. I feel like America deals with toxic politics better. Yeah. <laughs> like, we got really sick of it, like, in the voice campaign. It was so awful. In the last election, it was so nasty. Yeah. And I think Australia gets sick of that, but I feel like America has much more tolerance for that sort of behaviour and that sort of attitude towards one another. Absolutely. So, I don't know. I kind of forgot what your question was. Uh, Do you reckon Americans and Republicans are getting sick of these debates? Oh, yes. Um, Yeah, look, I think... I would be. Because there's only three, maybe not, but it depends how the presidential ones go. But they're so Mm. used to having these long, drawn-out campaigns for the primaries and then for the actual election that only starts however many months earlier. The run-up to it is ridiculous. It's long, right? It's a year out. It's crazy. And they're they're already doing, like, televised debates. Exactly. Like, it's just crazy. (laughs) <laughs> Every time they freeze, and they're all freezing all no, the time. Frozen, frozen. That's what mine keep freezing as well. Not so frozen. I think there must be a lot of. But it means like if they're freezing a lot, surely that means that they're funneling people through a lot more, right? That's what I'm. That's what I want to think. Freezing. Sort of thing. That's what I want to think. But yeah. Um. So there we go. It was a debate. There wasn't. It's just arguing with each other. It's really not that interesting. I think. Yeah. It's like it's just a show. Yeah. American politics is one big show. Very much so. Um, And I thought it was quite interesting because there was a TV show. I think it's on Stan here, but I don't watch it, so I don't know because who has Stan? Um, A show called The Circus, Uh, um, which is like, it's all about how sensationalised American politics has gotten. And it was originally created as a one-off in 2016 for the 2016 election, but they kept it going and it's just gotten cancelled. Which is interesting, because I think it would have... Like, I've never seen the show, but I think it... Like, you need that for the election, right? Yeah. Give it one more year. you get election fatigue if it's running then. I guess so. I don't know. But yeah, I don't know. American Poll... I feel like we we did get a bit sick of the voice towards the end of it. Um, They're all frozen! Oh, no, this one's back. um, And I wouldn't be surprised if Americans got sick of their silly elections. But yeah, should we we head to a song? Well, why don't we just go straight in? Because I know you've got to leave in 15. Yes, yes, so, that's true, And actually. mine's quite short, so there we, we go. Let's just finish just... a little bit early if we need to. Yeah, let's um, hit through Sorry, it. My friends just said they're definitely sold out. No, they're not. Not Nothing They would have kicked everyone Twitter. off the queue. She got through! You got through! Wait, what? Oh, my God, hang on. We've got what? a bit of a development here. So, is this the friend you, wanna, you want to yes. go with? Oh, so is she going to get you both tickets? No, she says there are none. But there's Wait, nothing what? on 
anything on any socials. Um, they'd be posting about it they, on Twitter. They, yeah, that's what, what I was checking. Um, Stay in the. Interesting. Ah, sorry, this is terrible this radio. Is, Maybe we should go to a song. This is so. Okay, she's not replying. Bizarre. I'll start, and I may need to interrupt the segment to go to a song. But um. Yes, so uh-huh. the U.S. House of Representatives only has one Pakistani, uh, sorry, not Pakistani, I'm thinking of Maureen Fruchi, Palestinian-American representative, which is Rashida Tlaib. Now, I don't know if that's how you say it. Tlaib, wasn't Tlaib it? Tlaib was, um, yeah, we watched a video. Tlaib, yeah, we were, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we're, all a bit, anyway, we're all a bit stressed here. We're a bit here. sidetracked. Um, she posted a video on her Twitter that included the chant from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free, which is one of the biggest chants at these rallies. Mm-hmm. She was actually censured. Censured. Censored. I, why can't I say that anymore? I was just saying that in my last <laughs> statement. For calling, quote, calling for the destruction of the state of Israel, mm-hmm. which is for some people, for the Anti-Defamation League, which is a Jewish advocacy group in America. Um, that is how they interpret that. But for m- pretty much everyone else, um, that's not what that means. Like, uh-huh. it's about Palestine. It's not about Israel. Mm. 22 Democrats voted to censure her for saying that. Um, and I will add in the video, protesters accused Joe Biden of supporting a genocide. Um, no, she says all through, she's gone through all the dates and reserves that says there aren't enough, etc. Sorry. So there just aren't any? I don't know. Um, uh-huh. Uh, okay. I feel like they have to tell people when they're sold out, right? Yeah, they can't just make people Facebook. wait in the queue to go through it. Okay. Because I'm looking at um, Twitter and there's nothing about it. There's nothing on Facebook either. Taylor Swift. Because, like, I guess they don't really sell them out until people complete the payment. True. So, like... But they posted in Sydney, like, during the Sydney sales, they were saying a lot, like, oh, uh, this is, um, like, this state is sold out. This state is not sold out. Are they selling them? You should have gone and slept at one of the ticket tech offices. I know. I would have, except I had this silly show. You didn't have to come on. (laughs) Yeah, I did, because then it would have just been you, and we had the interview. I could have just had a... Me and and Tim Reid could have just, like, chatted (laughs) about our weekends. (laughs) Um, you should have done it. You really, you should have done it. It would have been fine. Have they got more sales? I saw something no. about Sunday and Monday. Oh, well, there's a resale, like an official resale, but then it's, um... Oh, but res- is resale, like, other people yeah, selling their tickets? Yeah, they list it. That's worth looking at, though. Yeah, because, yeah, Because, like, at least be. the official resale, they can't do it for more than the 10%. Yeah, right? exactly. Actually, actually, I wonder, if you buy a resale ticket for 10% mm-hmm. ab- above the list price, right... Oh, when you go back you and sell it, sell it, can you add 10% to what you paid for it? I don't know. Because that'd be a great way to just rack up some cash. Yeah. I, I imagine you can't. I really doubt that. Yeah. But yeah, okay, interesting. Um, 
Okay, sorry. Yeah. Very distracted for a minute this is, there. This is fantastic We'll get through the segment here, and then we'll just leave you all alone. Well, you can... We're very sorry for this emotional rollercoaster. This is, Bridie has been very stressed for the last 40 minutes. Oh, mate, the last three months I, I, or I however felt, long I, it's been since July. I felt a bit stressed as well, just like looking Thank at you. the pages, because every, I I, every time it freezes for me, I'm like, oh my God, am I going to get in? Exactly. So, like, what if I just buy tickets and run? <laughs> not no. for you, Bridie, for no. me. <laughs> All right, well, let's get through it. There's not much more. Yeah. So, what is the censure in the House of Representatives, I hear you ask? Well, it's basically just formally admonishing the politician. Mm. But it's been used in more partisan ways recently. So, you know, this would be an example of that. So, pro-Palestinian uh, activists argue that most people are using the slogan to call for an end to Israel's occupation of the West Bank and Gaza, not for the actual destruction, destruction of Israel itself. So, Rashida Tlaib... What did we say? Tlaib. 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 Uh, mental block. Um, <laughs> she later defended her use of the slogan, calling it an aspirational quote for freedom, human rights and peaceful coexistence, not death, destruction or hate. So there mm. you go. She had to clarify that she was directing her comments at the Israeli government and saying that Palestinians are people too, essentially, which is like, are we seriously at the point where we need to say that? Do we do we really need to acknowledge a, f a fact? Exactly. What should be a fact? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so interesting there. But it's kind of ironic, right, because... Um, right-wing Republicans are using much more inflammatory language to refer to Palestine and Gaza in particular, hmm. where, like, for example, what you were saying before, um, as well in the presidential debates, as well as, like, Representative Max Miller, who's a member for Ohio and a former Trump aide, of course, um, he called for the laws of war to be swept aside, and Lindsey Graham, who's a very prominent South Carolina Republican, he said that mm. Gaza should be flattened, um, which we're kind of Whoa, seeing. yeah. Like, it's really very extreme. Yeah. So the death toll in Palestine has passed 10,000 in the last few days, and we're seeing growing protests here in Australia with, um, apparently there were 100,000 people in the city last weekend, which is wow, that's the so biggest anti-war protest since... Iraq, I want to say. Great turn Iraq or Vietnam. Oh, my God, no, I can't remember. I, ah! I couldn't tell you. I'm amazed that you know. Well, I saw it in, in the news. No. <laughs> Iraq anti-war protests. Mm. Melbourne. The crack team of journalists. Yeah, it's the Iraq ones. Mm. Yeah. Um, anyway, there you go. That's the end of the segment. So, Rashida, I've um, been censured in the House of Representatives in mm. America. There we go. There we go. I, <laughs> Sorry, it's, it's not been, been um, a... It's been a show. <laughs> it's not been the finest It's been hour. a show. Um, I'm so sad you didn't go and queue up. You should have. <laughs> I would have, but, like, it. it's really hot today, right? And so yeah. my friend didn't want to do it in the heat, which is fair enough. Yeah. I couldn't do it. It would have had to be I go early, like, Like, you would have had to be there last probably. night. Yeah. And then she would have had to go while I go to the GP, and then I would have had to come back until represent, and then she would have had to come back while I do represent. And so it's it was just you too didn't have to do represent, but we had an interview scheduled, and yeah. I knew that Naya wasn't well, so it was possible she wouldn't be in. I knew Mimi's not well, mm. and then you George. Well, I didn't know George. George he's out isn't of town. around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would I would have been happy to just do the interview. 
Yeah, but by yourself. I mean, you could, you could, you could have, you could have asked. You should have asked. No, you should. I would have understood. You've been so excited. You've been so excited for it all year. Come on. Uh, (laughs) You should have asked. You should have asked. I didn't. I'm surprised they even sell them at the office. I know. Because I feel like that would just introduce so many complications. Well, it just means that the people who can afford to stay out overnight get the tickets. AKA unemployed people. (laughs) Yeah, true. (laughs) Also, people just chuck in a sickie. Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever see that interview where like the woman's wearing like the towel over her head with sunglasses yes, <laughs> and it's like I've so been here funny. for ages. Yeah. That oh, it's really a good one. It's it's so good. But yeah. Oh well. Right. Hopefully, are you are you, you going to stay on the page? I'll stay until we have to leave. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll close the one on the sin computer, but I'll stay on my computer until I have to leave. Yeah. Well, it's been a good show. Has been a good show. Tim um, Reed, thank you we, for coming on. Yes, thanks, Tim. Um, we mm. are actually back on in 24 we're, hours we're, and 15, it, 24 and a half hours. 20, 24 and a bit hours. Um, we've got a very fun show planned tomorrow, actually. It will be fun. This Not is, only news and politics. Yeah, it's actually <laughs> going to be a good show. This is, of course, Sin's 24-hour marathon broadcast, the second one. Mm-hmm. Big thank you to Sam Perryman for organising us. Yeah, what are they calling it? The final sprint? I can't remember. The what the they're... final the final sprint, the final stretch. Yeah. The final countdown. Yeah. Thanks, ready. Oh, uh, you're welcome. <laughs> um so yeah, it's a packed schedule. There's so much going on. Um and we are on at five fifteen, which is yeah. gonna be really exciting. We're very excited. Um and of course, you know, sin means a lot to both of us. So yep. very much, please get around it. Givenow.com.au forward slash yeah, the final sprint. Save sin, the final sprint. Yeah, so um, there's all the other shows have their, you know, their things. There's Serving Country Two, Electric Boot Scooting Boogaloo at 10 a.m. That's um sounds like a banger. Owen Gonzalves thing. I don't know if I've pronounced that right. Sorry, yeah. Owen. Gonzalves, um, yeah. Um, which uh, I know that Serving Country was very popular last week, so yeah. I'm excited for the sequel. Um, we've got a we've got a lot going on. I'm tr- I saw a notification. Yeah. I thought it was me getting through, but it was yeah. not. Um, what else? What else is on for the um, day? I'm trying to find the schedule. I'm not doing it's a good on job. Instagram. There's Art yeah. Smitten. Not as well. Naughty Rude, but it's called Not as Naughty, Not as Rude. Yeah, yeah a, um, a much more PG-rated Naughty Rude. Yeah, for a 2 p.m. show. Which um, yeah, very thankful for. I think. Yeah, raise the platform. Represent, of course. Represent at 5:15. Yeah. Very Asian, exciting. Asian not nation. I don't know what that means. Asian pop nation but but why is it not well i don't know <laughs> you just have Can, to listen in to find out yeah exactly um three corners is at three o'clock very fitting what is, is it like four it's corners um like three i i think it, it's like a show where two guys it's like a podcast where two guys just chat about what they like oh it's actually quite funny <laughs> it, that's, that's true it's kind of funny i actually really like it okay. um i've listened to a couple episodes here and there so that's a big wreck from Freddy. um yeah over the overnight as well there's heaps going on there's um queer power hour at 12 um at midnight for all of the um insomniacs out there i was trying to think of the name the 1am variety hours because it's two hours not one um, and there's some fresh air specials at 3 a.m. as well. Ruby Smith will be on, who is the general manager of the station. Mm-hmm. Uh, 5 a.m. to 9 a.m. Big shift for her early That's in the long. morning. It's really yeah, long. and there'll be a huge wrap-up party at 9 a.m. on the Sunday. 
which will be crazy. Yeah. Crazy time. But, um, Very so get around it. It'll be a great time. It'll be a great broadcast. And it's bringing all of the Sin powerhouses together. Yeah. Um, of course, us included. Of um, course. Yeah, so we're 5.15 tomorrow afternoon to 7. Exactly. Yeah. So evening? Afternoon, evening. Afternoon, evening. Yeah. It's a good, it's like a, it's like a drive slot, you know? Yeah, yeah. So while you're driving home from work on a Saturday <laughs> after working <laughs> your 9 to 5, yep. you got time to hop in your car. You don't need to rush. We'll be on at 5.15. So flick yes. on that radio, give it a listen. Exactly. We're very excited. But with that, that's the end of that our show today. Show. So listen back on your preferred podcast platform. <laughs> if you want to listen back to Taylor Swift-induced stress. Oh, God. <sighs> yeah. So did, did your friend get any tickets? No, or she they... didn't get tickets. Oh, okay. It timed out, but also, like... There wasn't she, even anything there. She went through all the dates and all the reserves, and even trying for one, it said there were none. That's amazing that they they don't... Because obviously they're sold out. It's amazing that they don't just kick everyone out of the queue. Exactly. And just be like, sorry, they're gone. Or like yeah. post something on Twitter. Well, exactly. I'm just looking again now to see if they've yeah. said anything. Because there'll be people waiting hours just looking at yeah. the screen well, for it's no not as bad reason. As the first time, but like. Yeah. Yeah, they've just not posted anything, mm. which I think is so lazy. Oh well, Frontier Touring so... not good enough. Yeah. Not good enough. But you know what? You can go see the movie for a third time. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, thanks for listening. Yeah. Um, Catch us on the socials as well. Yeah. Sin represent. I've posted so many times. Six posts today in grand My total. God. Good uh, work. Post. I might tweet again once we've... Um, once we've wrapped up. Uh, once we've... Once I've edited. Yes. But that might happen tomorrow. Sorry, everyone. Fair enough. But yeah, got um, stuff to do. Exactly. And but we'll see you tomorrow, five fifteen. And remember to stay, stay political. political. You remembered it this time. I know. <laughs> I know. Hi, we're Bridie and Freddie from Represent. Airing Tuesdays, five PM on Sin. We talk politics every single week. We have the biggest stories and we have the hottest takes. Ooh, spicy. And we interview political changemakers about the things that matter most to young people. If you're interested in it, we're probably talking about it. So make sure to tune in Tuesdays 5pm or anytime on your preferred podcast platform. And join us while we... Stay political. You've been listening to a Sin Media Podcast, where young people run the show. 